This episode of The Horror Basement is brought to you by the Horror Amino app. Come join us in a large community dedicated to horror fans across the world. Available in iTunes and Google Play. Hi, I'm Bill Mosley, and you're in the Horror Basement with Jim Jam and Johnny Leroy. <laughs> Lick my plate, you dog bitch. the Horror Basement, the Tennessee Horror News Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Leroy. As always, we got Jim Jam here with us. Jim Jam here, guys. Hey, uh, don't forget to uh, check us out on SoundCloud and Google Play and, and iTunes. Yeah, and YouTube. And, and uh, uh, hit that Patreon. Yep, Patreon, Horror Amino, Facebook, and all that stuff, guys. Yeah. Just, you know... Um, also, we are talking to Seth Sherwood today, the writer of the new film that's coming out this year, 2017, Leatherface. Prequel. Yeah. 15 years of Leatherface. Yeah. So. See how he, someone goes about writing that. So away we go. go. Alright guys, and on today's podcast we have Seth Sherwood, writer of the... 2017 Leatherface. Seth, how are you doing today? I am well. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing good, doing good. So, uh, how was you chosen to write this screenplay, if I may ask? Um, well, I pitched on it, which um, okay. I think, I'm not sure how many writers they went out to, probably like a handful, which is what studios usually do. And I knew I was going in, and I had an idea, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, you know what, I think this is probably... There's a very easy version of that movie, and it's the version everybody assumes that, you know, hates me on the internet, assumes it is, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and that was the first idea I had, and I stopped and I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what, this is what everybody's going to pitch, so I'm going to go take a left turn and do something different, and, you know, if they don't like it, that's fine, I don't know if I really want to do, you know, a tired eighth installment of, you know, a horror franchise and just do yeah. it by numbers, and so I just, you know, just for the hell of it just pitch something totally different and off base and luckily they were like great we don't want to make the expected either so i ended up getting the job just because i was the only one that did something sort of unexpected with their idea can you talk about where this was filmed at it was filmed it was filmed in bulgaria which is uh, not Texas. No, that's <laughs> and... definitely not Texas. What was it? Just because it's cheaper? Or... Yes, uh, Millennium, the studio who who uh, filmed it, put it together, produced it. They uh, they have a production facility ah. out there, and like you know, all the department heads are are done here. But every time they got a movie, they they you know add a little bit to the bottom line to sort of build up this studio and backlot that they've crafted out there, and it's reached the point to where it's a full on big studio and all the all the below the line like talent and workers are all local there in uh sophia i think it is and so it's just a whole it's just a whole pipeline from start to finish where they can they can shoot everything and the 
the landscape there is pretty pretty diverse. They can they can kind of approximate for a lot of things, so long as it's summer and not and not winter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I guess it says something that it's cheaper to fly a bunch of people in a bunch of old old American cars to Bulgaria than it is just to go down to Texas. Oh damn! So they flew the cars over there too. Yeah, because you know, it's, yeah, wow. it's, I mean, it's, a, it's you know, it, it's Texas, nineteen nineteen sixty something. Yeah, yeah, so that's what they, I'm about to say. It had to be sixties. I was just sitting yeah. there thinking, you know, like maybe since it's a studio, they might have a fleet of cards. But I guess yeah, you'd have to really specifically. Well, they do now. Yeah, they <laughs> do now. They're not flying that's them what back. They do. Yeah, For every every movie, here. every movie they make, you know, they add a little something, and then that's that cool. gets added to that studio. So they they you know yeah. they have a little they have a little bit there. That's awesome, actually, because. That's when he when he mentioned that to me. I was like, "Damn, really?" Well, yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, "I got desert. and I was like, desert. "It had to be cheaper." Yeah, do they have a, a desert? Well, I guess area? it ain't really a desert. Where Dry, like, dirt yeah. area. I th- you know I think it's you know they kind of went for like that, like that sort of like that scrub, like open field, like yeah. wild, you know, like type look. Um, and that's you know that's what I that's what I wrote to. I, I I've been to Texas a couple times, not a lot, but I kind of. You know, I kind of looked, I kind of looked more to the actual movies than anything else to sort of, you know, describe the landscapes that I was picturing. Well, that'd be the best thing to do, you know, because <clears throat> that's where you know you see it all start at. And now, but I mean, couldn't he though have moved? They, the family could have moved to that area to get away. You, you know, like the whole privacy. <laughs> He's How like, many people can go missing before yeah. they gotta move? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, like, well, how can we get away with this? We better live out in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. I just, so, um, you know, ideas pop up. Is it not in the credits, or is they just uh, who's playing Leatherface? It's um, a it's it's a little bit. That's kind of the kind of there's there's a bit of a mystery. You kind of oh. kind of don't know. It's about a group. It's about a group gotcha. of kids who've sort of busted free of a mental institution. And in the very beginning, you you see a young Leatherface, and you see that uh, Stephen Dorff's character is sort of this corrupt ranger who takes him away from the family for a reason. And you know, so part of my thing was that uh, when I w- I started to do this, I went back and I looked. I read every old interview I could with uh, Toby Hooper and Gunnar Hansen, and they both kind of said the same thing, and that's that Leatherface sort of has no identity. What he yeah. is is sort of based on his mask or what his family is telling him what to do. So for me, I thought, like, it's the, the easy version. That easy pitch would have been he's just, you know, born simpleton who's deformed, and, you know, he's like that, and his family are cannibal weirdos that kill animals and people and, and go. And, like, I thought it'd be more interesting to say, okay, sure, the family's kind of messed up and weird, but, you know, maybe it was his, you know, he might be a little inbred, but at the same time, he's not completely, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you know, Nubbins and, and, and Drayton, they weren't, they weren't, you know, totally mutants. They were, yeah. they were messed up and weird, but they were still, you know, they could still function in, in society more or less. Yeah. So my idea was like, how do you get from there to where we know Leatherface ends up? So for me, the story is kind of about, this identity 
situation like what has to happen to you that you're you sort of lose who you are so the starting point for that is he's taken away from the family and he's bounced around through the foster system and his name keeps getting changed and you know it didn't make the cut of the movie but there was one family that wanted a little girl so they put him in a dress because there's a little <laughs> bit of a you know yeah. every now and then you see if he's wearing a dress so you know that was kind of in there Sweet. No, so the I idea is that, now yeah. it makes sense yeah so when we catch into... up with them they uh I was like, when they when so when we catch up with them and these kids are breaking out, they all have names and we think we know who they are, but the Leatherface doesn't quite know who he is. So the journey in this is sort of him reconnecting with his family and finding out who he is and what he goes through that sort of reduces him down to nothing. Well, that version sounds way better than the yeah, retard so... version. <laughs> so I mean, honestly, it does to me. So when you go into the first, you know, first part of the film. You're not. You don't know who Leatherface is at the moment, right? No. The very opening scene, he's a little kid, and we know it's him. Huh, but then we jump. A, we jump ahead ten years, and now we don't necessarily know who he is. And that's sort of the the mystery that plays out. And that's why the that's why awesome. the cast list is a little is a little tricky because you know you find out along the way who he is. Yeah, because I was going through and I was like, well, that's not his name. That's not his name. So yeah, that sounds yeah. really good though. I, I like that. Like I said, instead of the whole mentally retarded, oh, I'm just going to do as I'm told, you know, not knowing what's going on. Like, like yeah, you said, he has I control mean, over himself some, but then he gets, you know, mentally like, somehow changed. But Exactly. Well, <laughs> okay, so in this, it says, I mean, I'm just reading off of the IMDb. I'm not trying to give nothing away. or trying to pull <laughs> anything out from you. But, like, it says that he... They, do all of them kidnap the nurse? Can I ask that? Or, um, it's it's. I mean, they'd have to, those, right? So, I mean, that's kind of a yeah, question. It's kind of one of those situations where it it just kind of happens, where it all comes together, and like there's a group of them, and they realize like you know they might stop and ask questions instead of just shooting us if this nurse is along. But not everybody in the group is you know as hateful towards her as others. Yeah. Okay. And. What kind of mindset, like, this isn't your first horror film to write, because you wrote Black Mass, the horror short film? Yes. And I haven't got to see that, unfortunately. Is that on YouTube? That's a, I haven't either. It's an Oculus uh, short, so oh. unless you have an Oculus headset, it's hard, that's, to, it's hard to come by. <laughs> Johnny, you got one. Yeah, I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah, yeah, we both got the Samsung VR, so I guess... Yeah, we... I'm definitely... Oh, cause... whoa, let me know how it is. What, do you have any... <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, you might have to have them send you an Oculus or something. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> tell them to send you an Oculus. It's more expensive. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, like, do you have a certain mindset when you go into writing horror, or does it just come natural? Um, I mean, I'm kind of a... I've, I'm a fan of genre, and I'm most genres, sci-fi and horror the most. And, you know, the, I think the thing that I first kind of got was kind of known for was uh were a couple horror scripts that i had optioned and that didn't that ultimately didn't get made but once you start kind of in hollywood once you kind of start down one little path and that's where the job offers start coming so that's you know it's yeah. like i was invited to pitch on leatherface but i was also invited to pitch on like you know Friday the 13th and halloween and pinhead and freddie like you know they're all getting <laughs> they're all getting their their yeah. treatment um so most of the jobs that i've gotten since then have been horror and i'm, fi- I'm fine with that i love horror i'm horror grew up as a horror fiend so right for right now i'm totally happy with that being it um it's i don't treat it 
to me, my particular writing style, and I guess I think I like to think this is why I got the job, is that I want to write character stories, but then I hide them inside various genres. So yeah. It's like Leatherface is very much, I mean, a character-based story. I meet with people all the time who've read it, and they're like, somebody had to tell me to read this. I didn't want to, but then I did, and I was pleasantly surprised. Because I'm writing a character story, but then I'm hiding it inside of a horror movie with all the various you know, tropes and things that you need in a horror movie, the things that you want and expect and, and, you know, and like if you're a horror fan. So for me, it's always about the character first and then you know, playing to the genre and having fun with it, but still making sure that like, on under the surface, it's still about a character and not necessarily just about lining up uh, kills and jump scares. So, so this um, was it coming out around Halloween or something this year? Um, that's what I've heard. I've <laughs> I'm not fully in the loop, but it was announced uh, by the producer a month or so ago that it's definitely coming out in October, whether that's, uh, whether that's theatrical or if it's going directly to VOD, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's um, what I was curious of, if it was going to get a theatrical release sure. around Halloween, which you would think that it would be, a, if it was going to make it, if it was going to do anything, that would be the time to release it and try to get it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because we can get I think a screener. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from what it seems like, we were watching, you know, people talking about it on the internet and, uh, I think it's going to be an uphill battle because, like, I don't know if they just don't understand that if they haven't heard any interviews from you or know where you're coming from with the story, they just see it as, oh, well, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 8. It's the story's, you know, done too much. Yeah, and, and I've got I get a lot of I get a lovely a lot of lovely uh, hate mail um, <laughs> people who think you know like you know who are saying like why are you doing this Leatherface's scary because you don't know like you're you know you're gonna destroy the mystique by by doing this which i get i, I mean I, I can't i can't dispute that if that's somebody's point of view and i don't usually respond to those things but it's not like i had this idea in a vacuum this yeah. movie was getting made you know there's i could i can list you off movies that i think don't shouldn't be remade sequeled or rebooted or anything but if they said to me, "Do you want to do it?" I'd be like, "Well, well obviously." I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> like I don't think there's, well, I don't think there should be a new Blade Runner movie. But if they'd called me and said, "Hey, do you want to make a new Blade Runner movie?" I'd be like, "Well, obviously, yeah. I'm the only person who could do it." <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I'm the only one. Trust me. But well, I mean, I can see though. Like, well, if you wouldn't have done it, then it would have been Someone like you else? said, what everybody else would have done. So it would have I been hope, the, yeah. the classic. Oh well, he's mentally slow. And you've, you've taken a different take on it, so... Right, which pe- some people won't like, um, and some people feel jerked around, and some people will, you know, hopefully like it. I, I mean, I think that it's got the... It has... The DNA of it is is a chainsaw movie. You know, there's, yeah. there's the element of a road trip. There's the element of, like, sort of being lost in the Texas wasteland. There's this, you know, the idea of, of, of family is, is, you know, pervasive throughout. And, you know, and then there's messed up, you know, disturbing kills and yeah, you know no, i <laughs> i wrote plenty and i know the i know the directors added more <laughs> so you know um and, and it's and cinema and visually it's 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 different i mean it, it's gonna look like because these guys these these guys are from the the french new wave they're like it looks like an art house movie. it looks like badlands with with gore which is i think cool. is awesome so since you said you wrote many uh kills in there what's the worst one that you could tell us about I don't want to. Um, 
it's hard to say, but I think like the kill that results in the first mask is uh, is my particular favorite. Oh, cool! So, I mean, what I'm I'm looking forward to this, especially well, now with the way that you described the story. Because like I was sitting there thinking the same thing. It's like, damn, this number eight. <laughs> well, I, um, well, technically, it, technically, like you know, I mean, chainsaw continuity has always been kind of yeah fast see. and fast and loose. At this point, where I didn't, all I did was I was just told to dovetail into the original, and I do. There is a little bit of service paid to some of the characters established in Chainsaw 3D just because it's the same producers. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily, I don't feed into that story too much. There's just a couple characters that are, that are from that one that show up in this one, but plot wise, it's, it's, it's its own thing. And I was really only thinking about the original. What about effects? Are they using practical effects on this movie? Yes. More, more, okay, good. Cause CGI, I'm telling you, has ruined so many good, <laughs> yeah, so like, many horror films. Like I'm Alien. sick of CGI. Like another alien, uh, I think they, they killed alien on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, the um, the the directors were very very pro um, practical. I mean, I, I don't want to say there's. I mean, I don't think there's any movie that doesn't have a little bit of CGI. Yeah, well, that's but, understandable. But there's no, there's no like you know there. But there's there's squibs everywhere. There's people you know covered in fake blood. There's yeah. a giant. I know for a fact that they spent a lot of money making a very realistic giant like cow carcass. Uh, you know, I mean, oh, like there's cool. like they like the they like the visceral quality of it. So there's yeah. definitely that's definitely practical effects throughout. Yeah, because that's good news. Because I mean, I'm not saying of course CGI is going to be used in films nowadays. You got to, I mean, on some parts, but the parts that you can make a practical effect, do it, do it, because I think it makes a film better. Oh, for sure. I mean, it just makes it more enjoyable to watch because it's just like this is horror. I don't want to see somebody face fake head get smashed. And you'll get yeah, more, you know, I think you'll get more of a genuine head. reaction out of the actor if they're actually seeing it yeah. in person instead of having Acting to think to it. about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, they they, they, they covered these poor kids, these actors. Like, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a few on-set pictures, and they were just covered head to toe in, in gore and muck. I mean, yeah, they said that blood's rough. That yeah. Sticky as hell. Like, Cairo syrup or whatever yeah. they're using. I don't know. <laughs> they said that's just rough. Stain your clothes, everything. Should have pranked them and blew feathers all over them. <laughs> <laughs> you have blood and feathers and stuff. That'd be fucked up. Yeah. Bloody chicken runner. Just throw sand all over them and just fuck it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be so up. I guess, did you not get to fly out there or anything? No, I was actually on, uh, the, the timing of it was off. Well, two things. One, I mean, I, clearly I just did too good of a job that they didn't need any on-set revisions. Yeah, so, there you go. You know. There you <laughs> so go. I was also, <laughs> you should have fucked up a little bit so you can get flown over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I know they, they they made some, they did some alterations. I mean, it, that always, it's, that's pretty normal. Yeah. Once you're on set, they're going to try alternate takes the lines. The actors are going to sort of ad-lib. And I've directed, you know, a handful of things to know that, I'm, when I'm sitting there writing it, I think to myself, well, this is it. I mean, obviously it has to be done this way. And then I get on set and all it takes is a look from an actor and you realize you can cut half a page of dialogue because they, you know, the actor carried the point you were trying to make with, you know, just emoting yeah. the right way. So it's never a, never a direct translation, but they didn't need me there because they, they were pretty, they were confident enough that the story was, was on the page. They weren't going to like, you know, miss anything. Oh hell yeah. That's well, as long as they send you uh, like you said, set photos, that would be yeah, see cool. what's going on. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple. I, I, I showed a couple before and then got in trouble for showing them, so I can't do that again. You showed something you That's good. What was that? I said you, you showed like, something you, they didn't want shown. They're yelling yeah, at you. I, I, I get my. I just there's a while there where nothing was happening. It was dead, and I was really just trying to get people talking about it. So I was trying a little bit of a grassroots operation, and you know, just sort of trolling my way through bloody disgusting. Occasionally, like you know, putting some pictures up. And Vincent oh, yeah. Lionsgate told me to told me to knock it off. So. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, so this is a line. I guess Lionsgate Lionsgate owns the rights, don't they? They yeah they own uh, well the, the IP is owned by Carl I'm gonna say his name wrong Maza, Maza, he's one of the producers Mazakione Mazak I'm not sure how you pronounce his name yeah he technically owns the IP and he shares with Lionsgate the the distribution rights and then Millennium basically was the studio that like pitched and you know pitched and bought their way into making uh, actually making the film oh hell yeah um, well. Definitely looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can get a screener so we can do some uh, do a review on it. Yeah, I'd love to get a screener too. I'd love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine. You would think they would send you one. You did. Well, right. but he leaks out photos, so why would they send him a, a screener? <laughs> can, tell, can he be trusted? They can't trust me. They're gonna tell him to fly somewhere or fly yeah. to Bulgaria or whatever, and you can watch it here. <laughs> They'll put you in a black room. Just yeah. This ain't well, leaving. Sh- um, I saw a rough cut about a little over a year ago that I that I liked quite a bit. That's so cool. hopefully, you know, they haven't deviated too far from that. And, if, you know, it was, it was there. It was, you know, there was definitely like, it definitely felt, it felt right to me. How long ago was it shot? Ooh, uh, what I say? It's been in the can for, for a couple years. It started oh, wow. shooting. God, I'm still trying to figure, I, I'm not quite sure. I have to look at a calendar, but it's, cool. it's been, it's, it, it's been confused for a while. I mean, basically... I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of turn, but yeah. Lionsgate was doing stuff. You know, does stuff in the horror space frequently, and my personal theory is that something else did not perform, and they got kind yeah. of scared and basically, you know, not scared, but just you know, what didn't want to spend money if they didn't know they were going to make it back. Because unfortunately, it always kind of comes down to money. Well, the problem is, is they're taking these indie horror short films making big movies out of them and then they ruin what it could be by making a PG-13 movie. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, or in all have, honesty, I mean. They're, they're, that happens a lot. No, that definitely happens. And then you also have, you know, you have indie horror movies that are made for so little that make for so much and they want to know why, you know, why can't you, why can't yeah. you do that? You know, um, yeah. you know, you, you know, I don't know how many, <clears throat> you know, uh, Wingard got lucky in that, you know, he started small and they let him do some bigger things. But I know, you know, I'm trying to think of his name now. I'm terrible. There's that movie uh, called Tangerine, not a horror movie, but it was shot on an iPhone. And it's a beautiful looking movie and it's great. And the director basically like, you know, now he just gets studios coming to him and say, hey, make us an iPhone movie. Yeah. And he's like, no, I could make I could make, a, you know, a multimillion dollar movie. Like, clearly, I know how to yeah. do this. Like, but they don't want to spend that money so unfortunately yeah the money the money question causes it a a lot of trouble they also tested leatherface in la but like off in some corner of the valley and i don't know if that was a great audience to test it with um so that sometimes can sort of skew expectations Uh, sorry go ahead what's well just just that you know like something shifted at some point they realized that 
you know, they, there, there's enough interest in, like, that they could finish it and put it out and be confident about it. But you can't put it in front of horror fans, extreme horror fans, and you can't put it in front of people that don't like horror movies. you got to get the middle-of-the-road people to come in and watch a film. For testing, yeah. I mean, yeah, you really got to yeah, get right. somebody that's just middle of the road. Because Jim Jim was like, why did he do that for you? I know, I see the look on his face. And I'm I, I was you. about to say that, uh, <laughs> hell, you know, you got a perfect audience, just take it to a damn convention, a, a horror convention. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I'd love it if that were the case, if, you know, some good horror conventions were treated like, you know, like Sundance or Cannes, where, you know, indie yeah. movies could be seen and studios would, you know, buy them. Or at least, you know, if the studio has a product, they can get a they can get a legit reaction to it. Yeah. Because, like, um, last week, uh, um, Death House premiered at a convention. Oh, they got good reviews. Oh, yeah, they... Yeah. I don't know. You don't... So, uh, what are you working on now, Seth? Like, uh, right now, I'm working on a movie called Hellfest, which is basically about... Uh, it's about a haunted theme park. You know, like, Halloween time, like smaller regional theme parks will like sort of switch over to do like a haunted experience and yeah yeah and in la you know universal studios in la we do like they do the halloween horror nights where yeah. you know everything everything's spooky you have monsters kind of roaming around the park to scare people you have you know 10 12 haunted house mazes like spread out throughout the park so it's just like basically just for october these theme parks turn into these just totally haunted experiences um, so it's about a place like that, but there just so happens to be a real slasher hiding amongst all the fake slashers. So it's a constant sort of like game of like, is this real or is this like, or am I being pranked or is this actually like somebody oh, cool. being being murdered? Um, and it's a great it's a great team. It's a CBS Studios is the film production company is Valhalla, which is a Gail Ann Hurt's company of Gail Ann Hurt of Walking Dead and Aliens and james cameron's first half of his career like she produced everything he did so she's a producer she's great and we were developing it with uh jennifer lynch david lynch's daughter as a director for a while but then scheduling conflicts she had to bow out but she still helped develop everything and now the current director is greg plotkin who did directed the last paranormal activity movie but more recently uh, was the editor for jordan peele on get out oh wow that so, get out movie got yeah, that kind of broke the mold. <laughs> I wish I could have got to the theaters and watched that movie. The scheduling didn't work out. Gosh, I wanted to go see that movie so bad. It was an interesting theater experience because there was so much uh, social relevance to it. Like, I think I, I was in Portland yeah. when I went and saw it. And Portland's a very liberal town, and the audience was just all middle-aged. Like, I went with, I took my mom, so it was like, you know, yeah. it was like all middle-aged white people who were very like liberal and socially conscious because they knew this was like an important movie but none of them were horror fans so even the littlest jump scare like just got oh, that'd be ah, awesome <laughs> so it's so the, fun to watch <laughs> that's like the best thing oh man yeah i just followed you on your twitter are you active Great. on there pretty good i try to be sometimes oh. i forget it's there but i try to be sometimes <laughs> i start talking to just friends and nobody knows what i'm talking about but i try to be and i, I try to keep up on my uh <laughs> what i have going on Okay, because well, I was to say we—I uh, just followed you before we called you, and uh, yeah, I'd like to keep up on this—the uh, new movie. Yeah, and, uh, we'll, we'll help promote like crazy. That's what we do, promote. Yeah, no, that'd be great. It, it's it's we start. We're I actually literally uh, I'm I'm having this phone call from my grandma's house. I'm on vacation <laughs> in Washington, but right before I left, I turned in the last draft. So Sweet. I'm thinking we're gonna I think we're gonna start uh, looking to shoot this fall. I think we're gonna 
you know, find a theme park that's already kind of done a Halloween thing. And before they break it down for their Christmas thing, we get in there and get some good, get some good footage and scope of it and then do the rest on a stage. So hopefully if we shoot this fall, we can aim for Halloween next year and, you know, hopefully not compete with Michael Myers. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot that's coming out. Um, Hey, just throw it out there. Nashville nightmare is a perfect place to film. <laughs> and that's what no, that you know what? Because because yeah. the um, as many sets as they got inside that, and they got three different, four different haunts. So I was just throwing it out there. Where's that one at exactly? It's in Nashville, Tennessee. But, but they yeah, okay. But he wants amusement park, right? We're hitting a we're we're hitting yeah we're gonna hit like I think the director and I we're gonna try and hit a few of them this year just you know make sure we got the <laughs> make sure we can like you know write it off as a business expense to go to as many haunted attractions as we possibly can well, Nashville last year got the number one haunt in the nation Nashville, USA. Oh, awesome. yeah. the USA Today yeah Nashville so Nightmare. they beat Netherworld so that was a big at least big on USA cool. Today's poll they did so. Yeah. so yeah but they're in the top 10 around the nation no matter what like because you know how them polls go so if you can make it to Nashville definitely check that one out because they got Tons of stuff in there to make yeah. a movie. It'd be perfect. Movie set already there waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they can afford it, he's looking, down. <laughs> he's looking for an amusement park, though, that changes into Haunted the No, it's, it's, it's definitely, right? it, we want theme, but we definitely want, like, bigger theme park, not, like, Carney. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, but, they're just talking you know, about Like you said, hell, you can always go check it out just for uh, scouting, scouting purposes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, Man, um, Seth, I'm, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. and Absolutely. Yeah, thank uh, you for taking time out of your vacation to talk to us. Oh, yeah. no, sure. It's okay. I'm just, you know, I'm just taking a break from eating more grandma's food, so I needed oh, to take a break. Grand, anyway. Grandma's foods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't well, blame. We, we really look forward to seeing Leatherface. And, and Hopefully keep in touch. Yeah, well. Great, absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, um, well, you have a good rest of vacation, and we'll keep in touch. Great. Have a good one. I'll talk All to you right. guys soon. All right, see Have a good one, Seth. See ya. All right, guys. So, Seth Sherwood, writer of Leatherface, the screenplay, at least, writer. And uh, that's a different take than I thought he was going to do. So, yeah. I'm actually glad to hear that. Hell yeah. Um, well, and then, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to Hellfast. Yeah, for sure. That sounds it seems interesting too. So, I mean, hopefully this Leatherface still works out. I'm hoping it works out. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch it regardless. Hopefully, yeah, me too. Like we was telling him, hopefully get a screener and throw a review up. Oh, for yeah. sure. Or even if don't get a screen, I'm, I'm, gonna, well, gonna, I'm gonna watch it. it because the story sounds really good, and I'm interested to see who how it turns out. Like as far as like the mystery. Yeah, that, and I mean, I'm really curious to see how it turned out filming in a whole other country. Yeah, that to, to see compare, that yeah. would be good. Fuck yeah! So that, that's interesting. I, I agree. I'm, I agree. Hell yeah! So, um, well, we ain't got much longer till uh, we got what about two and a half months until haunts start opening. Yep. So beginning uh, of September. Hey, y'all check out. I'll put the haunt page in here. I've updated it a little bit. Uh, one thing we're looking forward to the most, I am anyways, uh, Priest Lake Haunted Woods is opening up this year. A part of Nashville Nightmare. Yeah. Which we talked It's with. like a branching off of, yeah, so I'll link uh, the um, interview with Carol Moore, which is 
I guess he's the one running. Yeah, Percy, the priest. Not. Priest Lake. So uh, that'll be in the description. Check it out. And uh, haunt season coming up. Check our page out. We'll have, uh, as we get done with haunts, we'll have reviews up. So check yes, us out. Yes, for sure. Because you know how we do haunt season. And I, I hope that y'all, you guys live somewhere cooler than we do when it's the beginning of September. Yeah, because haunt season is brutal here. Yeah, Lately, even the, Yeah, this freaking damn. I remember back in October, get to the end of it to be cool. Not so much anymore. It's like the uh, damn equator is moving up on us. Yeah. It's so, global warming. Oh, yeah. That's cute. No, anyways. So, guys, just don't forget, you know, follow us on all the social medias. All of them. There's yeah. no point naming them. There's fucking all of them. You know, everyone I mean, you can think of. Ten horror news. It. Yeah. I need, you think I should start putting it in the description? I don't know, maybe. Well. Anyways, follow us on that. If, look up. at our Patreon, see if you I want to donate a dollar a month, you know, if you like the content. And plus, it's not just for this podcast. The Patreon's not just for the podcast. It does help out with the website fees yeah. and everything. I mean, it's it's a total, you know, it's not just the podcast thing. It's for everything. Hoping to get more Patreon so we can eventually move into video yeah. Because we, we have to purchase a camera. Yeah. Which, you know, if you want to help out with that, hell, if you got a, a camera you, you want know, to donate. Yeah, digital camera, DSLR, what is it? Yeah, one we can plug our mics into. Yeah. Well, not yeah. even that, I just have to up my game on editing. <laughs> <laughs> but if, yeah. Anyways, we'll stop asking for handouts. We're not asking for handouts, we're asking for help. Oh, yeah. Be a part Anyways, of it. Be a part of the show. Yeah, you Patreon, you're a part of the show. If you donate enough, you can be, be on a, the show. a guest host. Woo-hoo. Hey, and like we've been getting lately, we've been getting a lot of big celebrities on here. So uh, you can ask us. Hey, and also though, if people are still listening now, if you if we put up like, hey, we're talking to so and so, if you want a question asked, shoot it to us. We'll ask that question. No, we're gonna put that on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. If you're uh, all the Patreons. We'll have the patrons where they can... Yeah, shoot a question to us. Yeah, you can ask a celebrity a question. Yeah. All right, well... We'll shout out your name when we ask. We'll start. That's all we got. Peace. That's all we got. Anyway.